בוקר טוב, יהי נועם, אדוני אלוהינו עלינו, ומעשי ידינו כוננה עלינו, ומעשי ידינו כוננהו, לאיזה שיעור הסדר כלל אל נשמת ליאורה בת יצחק, בנימין בן יצחק, יהודה בן דוד, רינת מלכה בת דן, שמעון בן מישאל, יצחק בן שלמה, יעקב בן משה, יהושע בן יצחק, בנימין בן דוד, רחל בת יוסף, ונסנת בת יהודה, אין פרדה רפואה של נאמה אב, שמואל בן רחל, אסתר בת חנה, דן בן אסתר, יהודה בן אסתר, יוסף בן יפה, אין ניסן בן חנה, אל נא רפאנה להם. We are learning about Chidush, new topic today. And Chidush, the word Chidush actually means a new idea, a novel concept, a new, a new concept. So, Yadua Ma'alat HaMechadesh Chidushet Torah it is known that it is one of the greatest things for a person to come up with a new idea in Torah, with a novel concept, a novel interpretation, a novel way of understanding something in the Torah is one of the greatest things that a person can do. Until, uh, until it's the Zohar HaKadosh, the Holy Zohar says the following, that so to speak, when a person learns a new interpretation, comes up with a new way of understanding the Torah, it's as if he's creating new heavens. He's, he's, adding, he's adding to the heavens by coming up, you know, as, as if the, the entire universe is created from the Torah that Hashem gave. So when we expand on the Torah, and we bring a new interpretation, a new way of understanding, we're actually expanding the universe itself. We're expanding it. It's powerful. And about him, a person, it says, that, so to speak, you're learning Torah in order to plant new areas in the heavens and plant new foundations from the, from the earth. That a person, who brings new novel interpretations and concepts in the Torah becomes a partner with Hashem in creating the universe. Powerful, right? Incredible. V'chol adam And of course, every person has to do within the realm of his capability, within the realm of how, how much they're able to. But the whole idea is that every time a person learns they should try to understand something new. They should try to see it in a new light. They should ask a new type of question, a new answer. If a person learns the Tanakh, any part of the Torah, any part of the Nevi'im, or learning the Prophets, or you're learning Tehillim, you have a Tehillim class with, with Rabbi Jonathan, and you, you come up with a new way of understanding what David HaMelech writes. Or when a person learns Gemara, learns Mishnah and Gemara, to ask questions and to find answers. Maybe I can ask a question or maybe I have a question that was never asked. Maybe there is a question that was asked. There is a question that's a very famous question. But I can come up with a new answer. I can come up with a new answer that was never answered before. And for example, there's a very famous question. Maybe one of the most famous questions in all of history. Uh, is the, the question that the, the Bet Yosef quotes on Hanukkah, the very famous question of Hanukkah, that the, we celebrate Hanukkah for eight days because there was a, a miracle uh, that the oil lasted for eight days. So the Bet Yosef, quoting Rishonim, the, the, the Bet Yosef asks, 
But really, if you think about it, the miracle was not not for eight days, right? It says that there was enough oil for one day. So if there was enough oil for one day, and it lasted for eight days, the miracle was really seven days. The miracle was not eight days, the miracle was seven days. So why do we celebrate Hanukkah for, for eight days? This is like one of the most famous questions to the point that you know how many answers there are to this question? I remember growing up, they used to tell me there was, oh, you know, there was one rabbi that put a book together with a hundred answers to this question. Ne, ne, ne a hundred answers to this question. And now, a couple of years ago, someone tells me, no, 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 you know, there's a new book out there with 500 answers to this question. <laughs> 500 different ways to answer <laughs> one question. Why is Hanukkah for eight days instead of seven days? So, so this is what Velayot is talking about. To look into trying to understand the Torah, understand the Tanakh, understand Hashem's words in novel ways. To come up with new interpretations. Not just to read, but to actually think. To try to think in a way that I can come up with a novel idea. Through Pshat, Remesh, Drash, so there are different uh, uh, ways of understanding it, whether at the simple level of understanding it, or Kabbalist, you know, more Kabbalistic ways. And coming up with new interpretations is a big tikkun for every sin that a person has done. Uh, to learn Torah in a way that they come up with novel concepts. Especially for the Avon, if there's a man who wastes his seed, who, uh, who is tainting his Brit. Because the Zera, the seed, it comes, originally comes from the brain. Originates in, in the, from the thoughts of the brain. So, <laughs> essentially, Peleoetz is saying here, where the problem is in a person's brain, and now you're fixing that. You're fixing it by using your brain for... Chidushet Torah, for coming up with new parts of the Torah. Yes, exactly, 100%. And uh, coming up with new ideas is what keeps the Torah alive, ultimately. The Torah, Hashem did not give the Torah and make it a closed book. Right? Hashem said in the Torah itself, in, uh, in Parashat Shoftim, the Torah says you're going to come to generations where and you have new questions on what it says in the Torah because simply there's new realities. There are things that are, are not clear. Is it is it or is it not? I mean, the, the very simple question, the electricity. You know, electricity was never used and was never created before. Is it Asur on Shabbat? Is it allowed on Shabbat? But new generation comes, new realities comes. And now we have to understand the Torah. And what do the great rabbis have to do? Go back to the Torah, go back to the Gemara, go back to our original sources, and see if you can find hints, and see if you can find novel interpretations where you say, whoa, actually there's a hidden gem that, that addresses this. There's actually something here which can hint and give me an answer of what this should be comparable to. Is it allowed or should it not be allowed? And when... A rabbi does that, or when a person does that, when, when, when a Jew does that, any Jew does that, and learns in that kind of a way, they're expanding the Torah. And not just expanding the Torah, keeping the Torah alive. Keeping the Torah alive for all generations. The Torah depends on this, uh, on coming up with Chidushim. Well, you know, what is, 
Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, of course. Uh, 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 it's an excellent question. Who is the one who decides if this good or not? Right. So, so yeah. huh? Who's afraid? Yes, of course. So, yeah, there are general uh, playing field rules that are understood. That there are certain boundaries you don't cross. Which is, and if if there was if there was someone were to come up with a novel chidush that there's no God in the world, right? obviously that's, uh, that's crossed off, right? There are certain, uh, <laughs> there are certain boundaries where, uh, that are rules of the playing field, and there has to be a basic idea that it's true, and uh, it's the new thing that you're coming up with is not false or is not against anything that is accepted and that is obviously in the Torah. Those are basic rules, and that's why when you learn Gemara, Gemara is all about this. Learning Gemara is all about this, is, is asking questions, is we have an inherited tradition where the Torah says this, but what about this? Could, this uh, could the following be true of an understanding? And then the Gemara says, no, 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 it can't be. Look, in somewhere else it says that. This is the nature of it. The nature of it is, well, does, it, does your argument really hold? Does your argument, does your, is your question a really good question? And is your answer a really good answer? Does it stand as being true? And you can still come up with new ideas and new interpretations. Does it stand true? That's, that's the beauty of it. So yeah, you make your chidush, but then it's not you just make your chidush and then now uh, it must be that it's true because I'm God's gift to mankind and anything that I thought <laughs> must be that it's automatically true. No, now you test the waters. Now you tell somebody about it. You tell a rabbi about it. You tell a friend about it. And he said, does it sound true to you? Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not true. And then you, you know, they say, no, no, no. But somewhere else it says, until hopefully maybe you come. Sometimes you come up with something new that nobody has ever said, that nobody has ever thought of, that's not written. It's possible. Every one of us can do it. Sometimes you come up with a new idea, a new interpretation that nobody else has ever said and nobody before us has ever thought of. And then we've become a participant with Hashem in creating the universe. That's, that's the beauty of what we try to do. <coughs> and Uvifrat, now especially, you know, here is a beautiful idea. This is a beautiful idea. Bifrat, especially Bishabbat, especially on Shabbat. Chashuv Me'od is ex- extremely important for a person to try to learn something new in the Torah every Shabbat. Every Shabbat, a person should try to learn something new. The Zohar, it goes on and, and gives beautiful, incredible praise um, for how important it is to learn something new on Shabbat. How much honor it brings to the soul of a person's father and mother. So what does the Zohar say? The Zohar says that every uh, Shabbat we get an extra neshama, right? And you know, before Shabbat starts, uh, we accept the new neshama that Hashem is giving us. Hashem is, so to speak, He adds a new neshama for us on Friday night, and then at the end of Shabbat, the neshama goes back up to Hashem. Now the Zohar adds to the story. The neshama goes back up to Hashem. Yeah, that's that's part of why you have a good appetite for Shabbat. <laughs> so the Zohar says that whenever at the end of Shabbat, after Shabbat, when the neshama that Hashem gave us, the neshama goes back up, they ask the neshama, what did you learn this Shabbat? 
tell me about the Torah that you learned. What, what new Torah did you learn this Shabbat? And if the Neshama has a good answer for Hashem, if the Neshama has a good answer for the Malachim, they say, wow, wow, wow. They go back to his parents. They go back to his parents and they say, we have a message for you. God, your child, your son, your daughter, you don't know what they did this week. You don't know what they learned this Shabbat. They came up with a new idea, and now we're elevating your neshama. Now you get an upgrade. Now you get an upgrade in, in Olam Abba. So Zohar says one of the most powerful things that a person can do for the neshama of his parents is to learn something new on Shabbat. Learn something new, you know that. When you come to learn the parasha, and, or when you come to, to, to speak with friends, with family on Shabbat, did you learn something new about the parasha? Did you learn a new idea on the parasha? Do you have a good question that you never thought of on the parasha? Maybe an answer to some, something that we read. Read a new type of commentary that you never read. You know, when, when we read from the Blue Art Scroll, not just to read the top, but to read the bottom. And then after we've, uh, we've already read the bottom with the question, well, you know how many, there, how many different books of the Torah there are to find a new one, to, you know, to, to learn Rashi with the questions and answers of Rashi? Right? Yeah, sorry, okay, we have to start. Oh, sorry, I'm going over time. Uh, we're going to continue tomorrow. Bezrat Hashem, in, in good health. Rabbi, you're the best, Rabbi, you're the best. Rabbi, you're the best. Happiest Wednesday. <laughs>